And welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines, along with Zach Newfeld and Kevin Watt. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Even though we're in the dark season, get a head start on your upcoming race season. Whether your goal is to lose weight, improve your fitness, run a marathon, finish a fondle, or tackle a triathlon, here's your chance to get into a coaching program at a super price. It's the TriJoy Try for 50 promotion. You'll get a one-on-one consultation, a four-week training program, and weekly access to your coach for $50 for your first month. That's the TriJoy Try for 50 promotion. See the TriJoy link on the FitSpeak homepage for more information. We're also brought to you by Wenting Cycling Mission. Here's your Wenting's Word of the Week. It is trainer. Once again, the Wenting's Word of the Week is trainer. Mention that word to Leah, Elizabeth, Bruce, or Dylan the next time you are at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. One more time, the Wenting's Word of the Week is trainer. On the program today, the FitSpeak feature interview with local triathlete who's been on the world scene at the World 70.3 Triathlon Championships for the past four years. Leanne Parker Vanderlindy is our guest. She'll be helping Kevin Watt also with his Instagram shoutouts. We'll also have race results from the trail races out on Sumas Mountain and Cultus Lake. Zach will be by for his Between the Ears feature. We'll give you installment number two of Planet Mikey. But first, the roundtable. All right, gang, so we're going to sit around and kind of catch up on what everyone's been doing lately. Uh, we're now uh, well into fall. Leaves are falling. It's it's definitely wet out, and the heat is over and done with. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Why don't you uh, tell us what you've been up to lately, Zach? Training, recovering from the flu. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this is the first... I hope I don't get sick throughout the flu season. I have to get flu shots to work. So mm-hmm. I have retired to the basement with Netflix mm-hmm. and Zwift. So I'm getting comfy there on the saddle and just grinding out. What are you training for these days? Uh, that's actually a good at? question. Um, I just, my family just signed up for the Santa Shuffle coming up. Your whole so family. My whole family. It's only a 5K, that's but okay. uh, Kevin Heinz and I uh, duked it out for the five. I don't think I'm going to do that again this year. <laughs> it hurt him too bad. He is mentally scarred for at least another five. <laughs> I, it's like on one of those video games where your energy has to power up again. It's, it's, I haven't recovered from that yet. Oh. Um, no, I'm going to enjoy it. I think Michael Ross is going to be there and um, it's going to bring me some earrings. I'm going to put some jingle bells on my earrings yep. and uh, dress up as an elf. It'll be fun. What kind of time are you gunning for here? Oh boy. I'm Talk just going to gonna enjoy myself, jog. If I had to give you a number, I'd say... 30 minutes. 30. Perfect. 30 at least. Excellent. So yeah. that, of course, you'll be hi- well hydrated the evening before. <laughs> so that'll definitely and be... And there'll be lots of hot cocoa. Yeah, of too. course, that'll be... Uh, Kevin Hines' advantage here. That's the Santa Shuffle, which is a fundraiser in Abbotsford for the Salvation Army, headed by our good friend Michelle Michelle Lashley, or Marie Lashley. Oh, yeah, And we'll be talking to her in an upcoming episode in Pittsburgh. A a cool Mm -hmm. thing with the Santa Shuffle is, at last count, uh, Abbotsford Triathlon Club, 32 members doing it. Whoa. So that's we'll be massive. Like half of the people there, just like just at dynamic race events. <laughs> that's exactly. There'll be right. lots of people. There. Well, that's good. That's and Kevin, it's cool to see all the Santas running around. Will Kevin be there, or what is Kevin Which doing? Which Kevin will be there? Well, we're talking about KW. Well, <laughs> yes. No, we're actually talking about KH attending, okay. but okay. now we're on to KW. Indeed, we are. KW. 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 Here. What is going on these days? We're just working at the Fitzpeak and. Uh, Training basically um, is composed of getting on the cross bike and hitting the dikes out in, you know, pit meadows and Maple Ridge and stuff like that. I did a lot of volunteering for I like to do and stuff, and so all of that is sort of done and over with, and um, just kind of sitting back and enjoying it. One thing, I'm actually going down to Las Vegas on Sunday. That's been kind of an interesting one to get my head back around, given the event right. that happened earlier right. this month. I'd we, be scared to go down we, there. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, learn and move on from that. Look forward to a happier 2018, I suppose. 2017 was a hard year. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? Uh, yeah, I think um, a lot of people either had a tough 2016 or they had a really difficult 2016. So it skips a year. Yeah. 
I think so. it's kind of like a leap year almost. <laughs> so next year is our year. <laughs> yeah, I'm please. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, like ebb and flow. So thank goodness, you know. Um, I'm, well, I'm, I'm meditating and rejuvenating. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to rock, pop it, lock it, rock it, and roll. I, I'm ready to <laughs> ebb and flow with you, buddy. Sounds like you're going to be joining some yoga classes in the near future. Uh, also, a few other things that were happening in the past couple of weeks, of course, with the World Championships of the Ironman Triathlon. We saw a new world record in Kona. Patrick Longa from Germany, continuing oh. the German tradition at so Kona, close. set a Lionel. world record and he did it amazingly with about three miles left and he won in a world record time, at least in Kona, with a time of eight hours and one minute breaking Craig Alexander's previous record from about four years back. Coming in second, our uh, Canadian guy from Woo! Ontario, Lionel Sanders, uh, oh, a brave effort, um, struggling in in the latter parts of the run still running quickly but running as ugly as any athlete could be I running that he, sort of pace he was limping there and I, he, he, he was still negative splitting he yeah. was speeding up so Man, he went uh, 804 and speaking of local guys uh, you can't get more local than our friend out there from uh, the Whistler area Martin Caron who participated here's uh, kind of like our ATC local rep uh, he'll join us one of these years and he finished the race he was competing in the 40 to 44 age group he came in the top 15 nice. with the time of nine hours and 36 minutes oh he's fast speaking of performances we also had uh, race directors racing uh, I was talking to Michael Ross and he was doing the race out in Vancouver the one that they have rejuvenated after the rock and roll half marathon series shut down after a couple of years so the James Cunningham seawall race is back on and as Zach was telling me, that's a 9.6 kilometer race. Yes. And we had a couple of Joes doing it. Mikey, of course, did his usual awesome self, coming in first out of a field of 21 in the 60 to 64 age group. But we had Joe Dixon, dynamic race events, Joe Dixon. He did the race as well, along with his partner, Angie Woodhead. So shout outs to those folks. Also, I'd like to say hi to Joe Crocker as well, who came in and did the race well under an hour. Here comes Fitspeak 20. Hey Fitspeak fans, look out your window right now. You might just see us cycling around the planet Earth. That's because we are way up here at the International Space Station drinking our space coffee and taking in the views of the solar system. Joining us for the shoutouts is the astounding and stunningly beautiful, inspiring, sensationally and spectacular, phenomenally extraordinary, incredible and unbelievable, mind-blowing, not to mention jaw-dropping, crazy talented extraterrestrial, <laughs> Laser Leanne Parker. Wow, that's a mouthful. Hey Laser, do you hear that? What is that? That's the sound of rock and roll. That's the sound of awesome training music too. Time for the shout-outs. All right. So shout-out goes to Flourishing Ginger, who just completed her first 10K run and who has now signed up for the November 12th Fall Classic. Good luck, Flourishing Ginger. We know you're going to go out and destroy that little classic. Shout-out to the fitness leader, the one and only Renegade My Life. And another shout-out to Your Spicy Life, a performance coach empowering women to spice up their lives. Check out her website at www.yourspicylife.com. And shout out goes to Kat Sano, who just recently got back from her little vacation way across the universe. Interesting note, based out of Fort Langley, Kat Sano is also the owner of the brand new time and location sensitive photo sharing app, iPolPol. iPolPol is a photo sharing app where you can upload and sell your photos instantly. Check out the new Android and iPhone app and start selling your photos now. And a shout out to Rebecca Main Yoga. This popular yoga Instagrammer has an awesome looking page. Go check it out and don't forget to follow her. Hey, that's it for the shout outs. Be sure to tag us at FitSpeak and use the hashtag FitSpeak or FitSpeak Motivation to keep us posted on your goals, your training and your personal best. Hey Laser, anything to add to that? Yeah, don't forget to like them, all of them, on Facebook. Nanu. Nanu.
Nanu. We kick off our race results with the big give or take trail run that happened at Cultus Lake on the 14th. With the full details, here's Zach. So on October 14th, this fall at Cultus Lake, we had a 30K, a 60K, and a 30K team race, um, relay race. And here are some of the results. In the men's top three, we had a few gazelles. Well, maybe some of them were gliders, but I'm only guessing some of you guys will get that joke. <laughs> in first, we have in uh, winning gold was Ricky Faduro. Um, he got first place, finishing in a time of two hours and 33 minutes. You know this guy? I don't know him. Hell of a mountain Should bike I? racer, ex-pro, heck of a road racer. Nice guy, but uh, stinking fast, even when it comes to trail running. So he's made the tradi uh, tradition, he's made the transition from being a, a mountain bike guy to a trail runner and obviously having great success. I was actually going to say, because this, this race was actually uh, quite a lot of elevation gain in it, and he maintained a, a pace of, I'm just looking here, around five minutes a kilometer so that's pretty impressive especially on this course right behind him benjamin schmidt took second place in a time of two hours and 37 minutes now the seconds come in here 23 seconds because only about what is that about 30 seconds behind him russ esau stole third place old guy really 40 to 49 <laughs> <laughs> yeah 40 to 49 you're right a little bit older so that's the to his credit grinding out some impressive times the female uh, top three worked quite hard that day as well. In first, Laura Bartel uh, finished in a time of 2 hours and 55 minutes and 58 seconds. Angela Froze, who's familiar, yes, we, here in Chilliwack. I yes, believe, my right? nemesis at the Cultus Lake Triathlon. She's a hot running trail chick as well. I thought you were going to say she's a hot lady. <laughs> but I guess she's fast. 300, uh, sorry, 3 hours and 8 minutes is what she finished in. And third place on the podium there, squeaking in, is Melanie Feduro in a time of 3 hours and 12 minutes. So Ricky and Melanie, fast couple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, here are some other recognizable names. Quite a few of these are from the Abbotsford Triathlon Club, and one of them is representing the Abbotsford for trail running club who I have run with quite often first off is Diella Siemens she got third place in her age category in three hours and 26 minutes Angela Joe Baggy who's an avid marathoner I did a marathon with her a few weeks back out in the Okanagan she finished in time of four hours and ten minutes Denise Craig from the Abbotsford trail running club I they're probably more out there and I just guess I haven't met them yet I don't run with that club very often she finished in time of five hours so good for you Denise Mikey Ross no surprises here he got first place in his category finishing three hours and ten minutes Darren Coop not far behind I guess three hours and 34 minutes and it looks like he was duking it out with Alan Fossheim a close training partner of mine uh, just three and a bit minutes back Simon Cox finished as well in time of four hours and a little bit I won't mention the minutes <laughs> there uh, this was actually what is it this is the weekend after the uh, I'm trying to remember the Okanagan Marathon yes. so good good on him for doing that I'm surprised he he, he did so well so Simon had a very intense week I was talking to him yes, at the track a couple of days time. ago so he ran the Okanagan half marathon of course 42 full, kilometers full on the Sunday yeah. And then, a mere six days later, he does this brutal 30-kilometer trail, trail race. Yeah. Uh, and once again, just to survive those two things in the space of the week. Interesting thing is, both of those races actually training for this weekend's beer mile. So I think Simon's <laughs> going to be in pretty good shape. And just a couple other honorable mentions from the 30K relay team race and the 60K ultra. There's Milen Normandine and Jamie. I, got, I had to ask her how to pronounce her last name. Jamie Emi and the famous, well, soon to be famous husband and wife duo Chris and Tia. So if you were out there, you might have seen them smiling, running together. There you have it, the give or take 30, 30K at the Cultus Lake 
race results. And the second run was also on the trails, the run that we featured with Michael Thomas on Fitzpeak a few episodes back. The Verticular on Sumas Mountain, that was on the 21st, a big success. It had 95 participants, some would say victims. The 25 kilometer trek was won by Vince Paget in a time of two hours, 43 minutes. Second was James Dalkey, two minutes back and taking bronze, Adam Oldrahi in two hours and 46 minutes. Pretty close times for such a long event. Over on the female side, that was won by Alicia Woodside in 3.09. Silver was Charlotte Whitney in 3.46. And third for the females was Julia Weeb, three hours and 47 minutes. Also in Abbotsford on Saturday the 21st was the Care Run, a run to support mental health and counseling. Let's start off with the top three in the female 10K division. Taking the crown was Catherine Doyle in just under 52 minutes. Silver, a few seconds back, a close race, Anera Mayer. And in third in the female 5K, we had Courtney Lee Wren, I'm sorry, uh, third in the female 10K, of course. We had Courtney coming in in 55 minutes. For the men's 10K, the big winner was Rodriguez Martino. And he came in in 50, I'm sorry, 39 minutes. Not 53. Alan Blondeau took that second. That would have been a good time, though. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, it would. Uh, Alan taking second place in 41 minutes and gasping two minutes behind him for third was yours truly coming in in just under 44 minutes. In the 5K, incredible performance by Missions Chris Race. She competed in the 60 to 69 year category and wound up coming in second overall wow. and winning the overall women's time in 23 minutes. Another speedy performance for Silver, Fiona Ives from Chilliwack in 24 minutes and rounding out the female 5K podium was Emily Shantz in 25 minutes. Not bad times for a soggy and slick surface on that Saturday morning. Here's how the men's 5K went down for the Cares Run. The gold was captured by Dan Kamazi in 22 minutes. A young speedster by the name of Mitchell Cook was one minute back and third was Mitchell's brother, Travis Cook. Team Cook also placed Dan and Preston in the top 15 of the top uh, in the 5K race. And welcome to our feature interview for tonight. Welcome to Fitspeak 20. I am one of the co-hosts here at fitspeak.com. My name is Kevin Hines. This is our 20th episode ever, and we're glad to have you listening tonight. We have a special guest, but before we introduce our special guest, we would like to introduce you to our other two co-hosts, starting with the man on my right, KW. You're going to give us a last name? <laughs> Kevin Watt. Kevin Watt. And to my left, our new guy who's no longer really new from Abbotsford, Zach Newfeld. And we're here with our special guest for Fitspeak 20, who is Leanne Parker. Now, I've known Leanne for a number of years in a number of different ways. And right now, she is the Dynamo every Tuesday morning at the Mission Leisure Center. And while I'm saying this to her, she's rolling her eyes. It's like, that is so old. But Leanne Parker, Vander Lindy, is a high-caliber athlete. She's been performing at a very high level for a number of years. Welcome to Fitspeak, Leanne. Hello, hello. So you are a triathlete, high-level triathlete, and the reason we're interviewing you for a number of reasons is including your most recent performance at the World Championships in Chattanooga, Tennessee for the Ironman 70.3 distance. But um, you grew up in a world before there was such a thing as triathlon. So what were some of the early sports that you were into? Well, I started skiing when I was two. And, um, yeah, I, that's one of my passions as well. I do still ski. Was into cross country in, in elementary school all the way up to college, or not college, but grade 12. So you said you were into skiing at the age of two, which is kind of outrageous. Where was home for you? Home, uh, we were in the Okanagan until we moved when I was two. Mm -hmm. And um, Coquitlam is my was my hometown. Skiing at the age of two and then going into grade school, did you have any influences from your mom or dad or brothers or sisters that pushed you into any other sports when you were a younger person? No, nope, they were just skiers. You're into triathlon now, but what were some of the early sports you were into uh, participating in elementary school, junior high school, and high school? When I started running, I had the passion to run when I was running around the track and 
I was with my sisters and I kept running and running and running and they were going, what is she doing? And they were timing me and they're like, is she ever going to stop? And I had to have been, I guess, maybe eight or nine. And they came, they came running home, told mom and dad, and they're like, she needs to start running or something because she just wouldn't stop. And <laughs> they were so amazed by it all. So. so by the age of eight, you had already kind of established mm -hmm. a personal reputation for one of these long distance sorts mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. And what did you do with that? Well, in, I guess, grade grade eight, I think it was, I was breaking records, you know, for the, for, for the school doing, mm -hmm. you know, your 12 minute runs and stuff like that. 12 minute so, run, a right? classic Canadian right? thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, knew that I love to run. It's probably not my favorite now, but it was back then. <laughs> yeah. Eventually you segued from running and you got into this crazy thing that you're doing now for fun and to inflict pain on people. You're now a spin class instructor at the Mission, uh, rather the Mission Leisure Center. How long have you been doing that for? Well, I've been teaching fitness can I, classes. Can I answer that? <laughs> sure. This is Kevin Watt. And he knows why. Well, I've no, I, I was just going to comment that I think we can probably say that you've been doing spin class for about 10 years now because I was a victim mm -hmm. of one of, or a, a few. Yep. Of your spin classes. Yes, you were. And that's how I kind of met you, too, right? Through spin, yeah. yeah. So, Kevin, as a ex-victim of Leanne, what would be three words that you would describe Leanne as, as a spin instructor? Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne just comment, commented, be nice. Focused, relentless. These are power words here. Something to the to the effect of uplifting. Motivating, I suppose, Ooh. might be a great... Those are sort of require... Those would be requirements of a spin instructor. Speaking of focus, let's get focused on the sport of triathlon. What motivated you to get into that sport? Well, um, Brad, who's my husband, he uh, was doing Ironman in... Gosh, I don't know, remember what year it was. And I went, hmm, I want to do that. He goes, no, you probably shouldn't start in a full Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> you should maybe start at the sprint. So I uh, did the sprint and yeah, went from there. I'm going to take a guess and say that sprint was in Summerland. Am I right? You betcha. How did that race go for you? Uh, the swim was really bad. I was last of the water. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then got on his bike because I didn't have one at the time. So it didn't even fit me. Brad's bike? Mm -hmm. Brad is a... Uh... Brad's to say about the... six foot four. It was pretty big. <laughs> Brad is, uh... and Leanne is not six foot. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, so um, Brad's a big guy. Then I was like big passing cowboy. people lots on the, the bike. bike. Yes, on this bike that was yeah. built for a giant, and you're not quite. Oh, you're you got yeah. average or slightly average, above average height. But so you're yeah. motoring on this thing, and you're passing people on the bike mm -hmm. in your very first triathlon. Yeah. And then um, proceeded to run, which isn't my strong suit, but um, stayed still coming in the top four in that race. So wow, fun. on your very first race. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's your first race. What made you enter your second race? It sounds like that was a, a mixed thing. I mean, coming out of the water close to last, yeah. slightly demoralizing. It was, but then it was so enjoyable to pass people mm -hmm. on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a tag thing. All right, next, next. So it was that. That was fun. So you've been in the sport for quite some time. What race did you find out that you said to yourself, "Damn, I'm I'm pretty good at this." I didn't ever think I was pretty good, but I just kind of did it. Did so, it. So so just to kind of clarify, um, in the past three years, Leanne has been to three consecutive world championships for the seventy point three distance. So there's got to be some element of. <laughs> awesomeness here so was there a race that kind of sticks out in your mind if i'm thinking way back i guess it would be the oliver kevin watt was there yeah uh i'd done it the first year and it wasn't the greatest tell us about not greatness um there was a time i didn't want i can't remember the time but it wasn't the time uh, i was aiming for but then i went for it again the following year mm -hmm. and rocked it like dropped mm -hmm. 15 minutes or wow like that. so i was like okay i'm ready for iron man 
Tell us about your most recent half Ironman World Championship races. You've done races in Australia, mm -hmm. in Austria, Mont-Tremblant, Quebec, mm -hmm. and this year in America. Tell yeah. us about that race. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, it was awesome. It was like, I mean, all of the World Championships are pretty cool, but um, the people there are really nice. Um, the swim was a little different. They made us swim in a river and well I've never swam in a river before so cool. and they made us swim up river so that was even more intense <laughs> um and then the bike course was really hilly they always make it difficult um of course it was girls only I should say that too so they had the the ladies only the first day and then they had the men the next day so I've never had that before so that was awesome to just be able to race with women only which I met quite a few women on the bike course because you can talk at that point maybe I shouldn't have but <laughs> you can't talk in the swim so you get to make friends on yeah, the bike and hard. yeah and so yeah the bike was awesome and then the run I of course had Achilles issues so um I didn't think I'd be able to do the run but I powered through it and you know did the time I wanted I was happy with it and got to race with two of my other good friends, Leslie Maisie and, and Diana Wilson. So that was pretty cool to cross the finish line and see them at the end and give them a couple hugs and, you know, maybe a kiss or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. What race are you the most proud of? Hmm. I think the one that sticks out the most would be Austria, just because my kids were there. So it was cool. Um, they've been to a couple of them, but that just being able to you know, after the race, go and, and see, see the world with them and travel Europe, which was really cool. But, um, just having my kids there. And what have you found out about yourself by doing this sport of triathlon? Mm, lots. <laughs> Tell us. We don't have enough time, but, um, <clears throat> what have I found out? Uh, that sometimes, uh, sometimes I can't do it and sometimes I can and, push through it. I get stronger. I get weaker. What makes you push through it? Why don't mm. you just quit? Say to hell with oh, it. Oh, there's been times. <laughs> there's been times oh, you, there's you been wanted, times. Yes. but you've always followed through. Yeah, I think. Why? You know, having friends around, like the ATC club, um, I like to make people proud, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus, I, I remember Ironman Canada last year. Yeah. Um, I wasn't much further ahead than you were yeah. uh, of you. I guess yeah. I wasn't far ahead of you is what I'm mm -hmm. trying to say. And you had crashed on the bike too, so you I had a, you were yeah. bleeding down oh, your yeah. arm. And all I I heard stories of you, and by then they turned into legends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, a penalty too. And that I kept year. looking behind me, and I. <laughs> that's right. Perhaps yeah. that's partially why you kept pushing that day yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That... Where's that, Zach? Exactly. <laughs> so that would probably have been the race that would have maybe stood out for not being the happiest Absolutely. race for that you. That was a bit. tough day. It was. Yeah, I said wow. no more full Ironmans. I think I'm done. But I don't think I'm done. Don't think no. you're done. Famous um, last words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, around the table um, this evening, and today is October the 25th, 2017, as we do fit speak. One thing we all have in common, other than our good looks, um, we've all done Ironman distance triathlons. Kevin Watt, I'll put you on the spot for a second here. Um, what have you discovered about yourself by doing an Ironman race? Wow, I don't even know what to say. Don't choke on your Leanne wine. Leanne was a great Leanne. role model. She she was just so smooth. Yeah, and then she just spilled her wine all over her oh, beautiful white coat. Take it easy on her, um, Kevin. You know what? What are you doing? Well, well, hold on, hold on. She's obviously drinking sport juice, not wine. <laughs> what have I learned? I dedication, commitment, uh, conviction. I mean, life throws all sorts of curveballs at you. And if you got that, if you have that goal in mind, come hell or high water, you're going to finish and you're going to complete it. I think just dealing with life in general and having, you know, a, a goal in mind and, you know, throughout a whole entire year, you know, maintaining the the level, the level of dedication that it's going to take to, you know, nail that goal. I don't know what else. I mean, believing in yourself, you know, I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate. I haven't done any triathlons in the last few years, but I mean, 
I've been fortunate it's not to big. have. We're, yeah, we're, that we're I haven't had any any bad races, nothing like that. But don't get me wrong. I mean, I've crashed on a bike race, and you know, you come back from it. So just. So that's our voice of experience, Kevin Watt behind the microphone. We're going to turn it to the voice of uh, less experience. Last year in 2016, our co-host Zach Newfeld did his very first Ironman triathlon along with Leanne and myself at Whistler. Not a bad day compared to the year previous when people froze their butts off. But Zach, what did that race do for you? How did you change? How did I change? How did I walk? How did I stumble away from the... How did I crawl away from that course a different man? Any tr- I, anyone. I, I think I'm, I'm glad I didn't know what was coming. And I can speak to the goal planning idea, uh, thing too. Because just to put in that, that, many month, those, that many months of training, you have to have a goal that you're committed to. And if you don't have a goal, there's no way I would have spent 10 hours and upwards training every week for that. And I just, I just think the... Okay, so when I got to the race and I, I finished the race, there was just a, an overwhelming feeling of accomplishment, but really just uh, gratitude that nothing had gone wrong during my training, um, that the steps had worked, um, that, that all the, the wisdom I'd gained from fellow coaches, uh, from fellow athletes and coaches like yourself had really paid off. So there's a lot of trust riding. I was riding on there. And uh, to just have the day done was huge. <laughs> if you've ever done an Ironman, you'd know how much uh, prep, how many, how many things can go wrong. So when everything goes right, mm-hmm. I was just, I just took that. I took cash from the bank and just left. <laughs> Let's go back gratitude, to our... Gratitude. Gratitude. That's my word. Ooh. Leanne, your most embarrassing moment, either in racing or training for the sport of triathlon. Hmm. Wow. That you can oh. tell. You know this one. Tell right? us. No, I don't. Don't. Um, no, I don't. Uh, Bruce always has this uh, spin kind of a, a lecture prior. Not really a lecture, but he has some some speaker come in. Uh, in January? Yes. Okay. And then we and then he has a good spin, you know, thing afterwards where, mm-hmm. where we all, you know, he instructs and we follow along and we're on our trainers. I was in the back with like all the dudes. <laughs> Dan, Dan McLaughlin, big Dan. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, for some reason I unclip, but I didn't unclip. Don't even really know how it happened. And I fell over my trainer, everything, my bike, my trainer landed on Dan. Dan was like hanging on for his dear life. And I thought that's really embarrassing. So that explains (laughs) And your trainer. That yeah. was that was an epic <laughs> that tip. Is, that is epic. <laughs> it was a, yeah. not yeah. easy to do. No, it's not very easy to do. <laughs> Including the trainer. I'll just yeah. I'll just throw that one in yeah. one more time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it happened in January, so you. Were... It it was actually two years ago, I think, that that happened. It still is in my embedded in my. But head. you know what was great about that. You didn't get any chain rub on your leg. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're Dan okay. rescued me. <laughs> so Leanne's in a, a different situation than us guys, namely Zach, Kevin, and, and myself. What advice would you have to another person? Maybe another, I mean, you're a mother with children um, who's thinking about getting into the sport. What sort of advice could you offer anybody in general or perhaps specifically a mom who has some kids and so many commitments? Another mom that would want to get into it. Uh, How do you manage? How do you balance training at a high level (laughs) with raising a family, running a household, being an amazing wife? How do you do that? Well, you got to be selfish a little bit. Um, but in the long terms, your kids in the, in the end of it all, come on, mom, you got to go out there and do it anyway. You know, like I've said to Shay, I, I don't know if I'll even race this year because you're swimming. And she said, mom, you can't just quit because of me. Um, so I don't, it's again, that moment of you got to balance, balance. You still got to put time in for yourself and mm-hmm. give yourself that little bit of, you know, it's a reward. It is a reward. Yeah, it, for sure. You kind of have to, Mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is, I guess, our way of coping with Mm -hmm. stress and, you know, Mm kind of pushing through. For sure. And your kids are supporting you. It's massive. And Brad, too, your husband. Yeah. That's all all a fundamental for anybody, 
you know thinking about doing something like yeah. this that's that's it's a big, big yeah it's balance. part of the, it's part of our lifestyle it always has been so mm-hmm. you know even if it it's new to you it's mm-hmm. still i think it's a great thing to get into i mean even if mm-hmm. you just want to swim or mm-hmm. you just want to bike or you just want to run mm-hmm. or if you want to put three of the components together you know just staying mm-hmm. active mm-hmm. and one of the things when we interviewed your daughter shay we asked her what got her into the sport of swimming in general. And it was my mom and dad were competitors in the Ironman triathlon. And what a what a positive role model to have as a kid growing up, seeing your mom instead of going, you know, out in the back porch having a smoke and a, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, or watching TV all Friday nights, uh, actually getting off your butt, getting into the pool, getting onto the bike, getting onto the track and doing things and being able to have the health to be able to compete at a high level and going to world championships has to be uh, an excellent role model. But it doesn't take a person going to world championships no. to be a good role model for your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So getting out there, doing it, engaging, mm-hmm. being being a role model and, and an inspiration for your kids and, and the people around your community. Mm-hmm. Um, less serious stuff now. Your favorite <laughs> post-workout <laughs> beverage. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I'm not going to lie. I like my wine. Um, but and, um, Do you want to do some name dropping? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, for sure. F2C, I totally, totally take in. I actually, that's my stuff I use all in fact I ran out um but yeah I that's what I live on um and then mm-hmm. it's the wine so we yeah I was just gonna <laughs> we have sound effects here so this is this is our uh approach to balanced nutrition so for our listeners in the one cup uh I just finished a spin workout so we have in the one cup uh yes this is the f2c this is called the pharma greens yeah so i had that immediately after and then of course we changed and joe dixon if you're listening to this we're drinking out of yes. and we'll have a picture of this up on our mm-hmm. website this is a uh, 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 some uh, finisher's glass or something like that that one of us won from a dynamic race event so uh we're drinking jackson triggs wine from british columbia out of a dynamic race <laughs> events glass so uh we're keeping it as local as we can under the circumstances leanne we're going to put you on the spot for one last question this this will be fun so if you could be an animal other than a human being what would you be and why (laughs) did we have this conversation no not at all I think I'm going to be a moose. A moose. A moose. <laughs> Wise choice. Kevin likes this choice. A moose. And wh- tell us why. Um, because they're big, and fierce. Nothing just, can stop them. Yeah, they're just beasts. <laughs> yeah. Just like you are a beast on the bike. Aww. Thank you so much for being our guest, Leanne. Thank you. Continued success. Hope awesome. to. Uh, See you on the podium sometime in 2018. Awesome. Thank you, you guys. Our first event in the upcoming event schedule is out in Chilliwack at the GM Leisure Center. It's called Kangoo Fitness. It's a workout that does it all by working your muscles and your cardio. It really focuses on core fitness, which will help you power up that next hill repeat or smash that 500 set in the pool. The course requires kangoo boots, so unless you spent the first few months of your life in your mom's pouch, you're going to have to contact Jen Gorman. Her email address is getupandstep at hotmail.com. We'll have her email posted at the bottom of this week's post if you didn't catch it the first time. In mission, just a reminder that Master Swimming is now in session. The classes are Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7.45. To sign up, just get on deck at the Mission Leisure Center and ask for Ryan. Out in Clearbrook Park in Abbotsford on Sunday, November 19th is the running bargain of the year. Peninsula Runners and Maizunu are teaming up for the Cross Country Ramble. It's a spike-friendly 6.4-kilometer course. It will only cost you $10. You heard right, 10 bucks. 
head out to the Peninsula Runners website and follow the links for registration and for more information. For the folks out in the Maple Ridge area, the rec center there is offering a class called 202020. It would be great for a person who needs a more diverse approach to their fitness routine than just running or biking all the time. The class contains 20 minutes of cardio, 20 minutes of strength, and 20 minutes of stretching and core work. Call 604-467-7322 to get more information, or just drop by the Maple Ridge Rec Center on Tuesday mornings at quarter to nine. Finally, in Abbotsford, the Christmas kickoff tradition continues with the Santa Shuffle. That fundraiser for the Salvation Army is set to go on Saturday, December 2nd. Go to santashuffle.ca to get more on that one. And that's your upcoming event schedule. While some people dabble in the sport of triathlon as part of checking off a box on a bucket list, some people jump right into the bucket and completely immerse themselves for years. After 17 years, a local athlete and ATC coach is still in the bucket and loving it. Welcome to a new feature on FitSpeak. For the next four FitSpeaks, we'll be featuring Planet Mikey, the thoughts and experiences of Mikey Ross. In this second episode, we find out about the year 2010, the year he did his first and second Ironman triathlons. So when did you start looking at uh, other triathletes? Did you ever have any people, whether you competed against them or maybe you were reading a triathlon magazine, something like that, and really had any triathlon role models? This is really funny. I know uh, my buddy Kevin, who I'm sitting here speaking to, does, and he knows so many classic uh, uber triathletes that are the famous ones of the race. I never really did. I would... I, I would just get to know the people I was racing around and the people in my age group and talk with them and learn from them. But until I started getting a, a subscription to Triathlon Canada and the triathlete magazines, mm -hmm. I didn't know about the history of triathlon. I was very late in coming upon that. So I kind of just emulated and uh, fostered my love of triathlon from the other people I was racing with. And right away it was about all about competition and trying to be the best I could be and getting as many endorphins as I could in the race because I, I li literally love the feeling of, of racing three times. You get three different sports, you race three times. It's brilliant. So you've been, and the reason we're doing this interview is because earlier this year, back in the month of September at Cultus Lake, you celebrated kind of like your triathlon career by doing your 100th triathlon. Quite an accomplishment. <laughs> I'm wondering, going a little bit back, you know, to maybe race 15 or whatever the race was, when did the light kind of come on and you, you said to yourself, damn, I'm, I'm pretty good at this sport. I think I was gifted in coming in as a very well-trained runner. I'm going to credit Myron Neville, who just passed away actually last week. I belonged with him. I belonged to his club, Deerfoot Athletic Club, mm -hmm. for about 10 years. And at the time, there were, I would say, some of, maybe most of the best runners in the Fraser Valley were in his club. And we ran as a group. And we trained three times a week at interval training. And we were all in peak form. So I would be doing races where I was getting personal bests in 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons. And then I started getting injured. And around the 10th year of, of just training seriously for running, I decided I should maybe branch out and start doing other sports so I wouldn't get hurt so much. And that's why I seeged into triathlon. 100 races, a lot of experiences. Um, if you could narrow it down, what have been some of your most memorable moments in the sport? Probably the moments where I did something really crazy and made it positive or I did something unexpected. So I'll give a couple examples. Sure. Uh, one of the races I had to DNF in was I got triple flats at uh, Souk, which doesn't exist anymore. It was a Subaru series and I was way out in the middle of nowhere on my bike and got and flatted because a spoke was coming through and I didn't know. So long story short, I ended up not being able to fix the bike and I'm standing there ready to have a breakdown going, okay, Mike, you can handle this. You think you're mentally tough. What can you do to make this be a fun day? So being a singer, I started singing. I would sing songs to everyone that went past me, including those people in my age category that I knew were now going to take the gold, silver and bronze. And I would make up a song for each one of them. <laughs> 
I made a lot of people laugh that day, made myself feel better, and I kind of turned something crappy into something great. So I really remember that race. And I remember other races where I exceeded expectations in a swim or a bike or a run and uh, surprised myself. And so, you know, getting personal bests is always an awesome memory. And you don't get personal bests anymore as you age up. So what you do is start looking for your personal best in your actual current age category. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm celebrating 60 to 64. I'm hoping to have personal bests in that category. But I'm never going to be as fast as I was 15 years ago. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, life goes on. Yeah. When you think back, what were some of the races that you really surprised yourself? Oh my God. Well, that's easy. Uh, I surprised myself going into the 2010 Ironman Canada. I went into it in big part because of you, Kevin. Uh, you got me through that race. You trained with me. You you taught me how to change a tire. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully, God. we didn't have to that day. <laughs> but I was ready. <laughs> and um, we trained fantastically. I trained uh, with you and Mike Moody. I'll give him credit. I hired him as a personal coach, and he drove me places I didn't think I could go in running anymore. I remember Sunday long runs on the treadmill at in in a, uh, Inform Fitness in Mission, and we would go mile after mile after mile at a 6.30 pace, relentless, 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 and it happened. Then I get to the race, and all my buddies up there, I was in a house full of friends from the English Bay Triathlon Club, and their, their goal was to finish. And they didn't kind of get at the time that I had more of a goal than that, because many people say, do your first Ironman, don't have any expectations, and finish. I... I'm just not like that. I decided I would set a high goal and I chose trying to break, uh, I think it was 11 hours. And I managed to have an awesome day. Everything went well in the run. Um, said hi to some friends in the run too. I think and you did. You, you were doing a lot of smiling on that run, which I don't think many people appreciated. Maybe the volunteers at some of the aid stations, that maybe it. certain people's wives. but Might have been meeting Elise and being able to give her a high five. That was pretty cool and having some Coke and some soup, which is very unusual for me. And I came in at a 10.33, I believe, something like that. And lo and behold, there were a lot of people in our age category. Um, so they had a lot of qualification spots for Kona. And I believe the story is that Sister Maria, the famous um, triathlon nun, had to give up her spot or something. So they threw an extra spot into my age category. And I think it was 50 to 54 at the time. Well, I ended up coming in 10th, and I got the second-to-last spot to Kona, and my awesome wife nodded her head yes, because you have to make your mind up then and there. So I got to go to Kona and do the World Championships on my first triathlon ever in the Iron Distance, and I feel like that was, honestly, an unexpected gift. So you went to Kona, and how was that experience? It was weird. <laughs> I was in Kona by myself. Uh, Jude and I both teach full time, and uh, they're 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 very. It's difficult to get days off during the regular day of uh, a regular day of teaching. So I took three discretionary uh, some discretionary days and three. What are personal those? Discretionary oh, days? some of them you get paid for. Some of them you don't get paid for. Some of them you have to uh, dock your pay for. Basically, I ran out of all the different options, but got five solid days mm -hmm. plus the weekends. So I was over in Hawaii for nine days. And um, it, it was literally surreal. I was there by myself. Uh, I, I, I was there amongst people that had brought their mums and dads and sisters and brothers and dogs and cats and armadillos. Like the whole package. <laughs> the entourage was the, there. Yeah. And you were by yourself. I was by myself. But I did, again, I went back to this whole belief I have in, in turn something that might be a lonely or negative experience into a fantastic experience. So I met tons of people, was super engaged in the moment. But it was like I was in this strange bubble. I loved the race and I did really well in it. Almost the same time, you know, within maybe 10 minutes of Penticton. But on a tougher course on, on a, a hotter day. But I love tough and I love hot. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a dream come true and still kind of unbelievable that it happened. Seven years ago. Mm hmm. A few age categories ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Zach Neufeld, and this is Between the Ears, where we explore the psychological and spiritual aspects of endurance sports. Now, in this segment, we talk about running through the wall. It's not a literal wall or that one that Trump's always been talking about. It's the wall we run through in marathons and that metaphorical wall of fatigue or that infamous burn. 
there are a couple sayings I've picked up which you may have heard. There's always another level. And when it comes to winners in endurance sports, someone told me, some people just know how to hurt. So what's this all about? Well, you don't see football players collapse from exhaustion. It seems only runners push that hard. We don't get breaks. That's what's unique about running as a sport. It's about how much heart you've got. And we know how to endure and to push longer and harder than anyone else. This is where we get to running through the wall. It's a core part. And here's the thing. The wall isn't really a wall. I know, trippy. It's a door. You can step through it and look back at what you thought was impossible. There is always another level. Now, there's a difference between physical depletion or bonking and just plain old aching legs. One is like a depression that zaps your willpower and strength, while the other is just a feeling. That's the wall we're running through. It's not utter exhaustion, it's just fatigue and muscle aching. Keep in mind, aching muscles, fatigue, and oxygen deprivation, that's normal, but hurting yourself is different, so watch out. Pain, pain, pain is the name of the game. So, how can we work with the pain? Now, in psychology, we use the terms empty pain and dirty pain. Empty pain has no meaning. It just is. It's natural. On the other hand, dirty pain happens when we become conditioned to the pain and start interpreting it as a bad thing or a scary or negative thing. We attribute meaning to it. You control the meaning of it. So, you control the narrative of your pain. You get to decide if it's scary, if it's bad, if it's a natural feeling with nothing attached to it, or if it's engaging and even if it feels good. I know, right? Some of us know how to do that already. So let's talk about my marathon recently. At the Kelowna Marathon on Thanksgiving weekend, I made it halfway through the marathon before becoming stiff. It increased to my whole body feeling achy and fatigued, and then in the last 10k, it felt like I was running on rubber legs. So what was happening? It doesn't have to be a marathon to feel like you're hitting a wall. You can have it in a 5k too. I've had that happen before where I am making deals with myself and I don't want to push any harder. When you're at the wall, you've got to believe deeper than the pain. You've got to think beyond it. That's what I love about racing. It takes me deep into my soul and calls out the caveman or the animal within. It asks him, do you really want to live? Most times I reply, hell yes, and I push on. That's why I look forward to the last 10k of my marathons. So this pain topic relates to other topics we've talked about here on Fitspeak. Number one, goal setting. For example, my goal was to run the last 10k of my marathon without stopping. So it incorporated that. Mindfulness. So for example, observing and non-judgmentally accepting the pain in the moment. Or reframing, for example, exchanging, changing our perceptions or story of the pain. And another topic, push and pull factors. So that internal discomfort that pushes you to the finish line or just imagining the finish line and feeling that pulling you forward. We've talked a little bit about running through our walls so far. And we've discovered that pain isn't an obstacle. It's a natural part of the sport and a necessary part that we can embrace. Some people know how to hurt. And hopefully, you've gained some insight in how to hurt. You are looking forward to pushing through your walls. So stay hungry and enjoy the pain train. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only wellness, fitness, and endurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wentings in Mission. Your Wentings word of the week is trainer. FitSpeak is also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport, featuring the Try for 50 promotion. Check the TriJoy link on our FitSpeak homepage. Join us next time when we'll hear from first-time trail runner Jessica from North Vancouver. She's going to tell us how she survived the verticiller. We'll also have episode three of Planet Mikey along with our usual features. This week, I'd like to thank Leanne Parker for our feature interview. That's all for now. For Kevin Watt and Zach Newfeld, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening.